I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hey, party people. Hey, party people. Chip and I are currently in the bank at (laughs) another trade show, another sex toy trade show. And let me tell you, it sounds a lot more exciting than it really is. It's a lot of business because it's, it's B2B, which means business to business. And butt to butt, butt to butt, yeah. Oh. That would sound fun. People would be like, "Oh, I'm there. How do I get into that trade show?" Yeah, we have a special guest today, a return guest, Miss Kristen over here. I don't even know the episode that you were on. We answered a lot of sex questions. We were in Germany. We were in Germany. Oh, we were yeah. in Germany. Yeah, we that were was so fun. It was one of our most listened to podcasts. Yeah, I mean, we talked about female ejaculation and period sex I golden think showers. golden showers yeah, showers yeah that was funny I you were amazing <laughs> I my old work wife checking oh, it out what? oh yeah this is April's old work wife from the fun factory smoking the dark I know we've had a lot of fun yes work wives have. on the road we put the fun in the fun factory oh yeah. y'all don't know about fun factory go check them out they make really wonderful toys um, Pure Pleasure carries them as well. They do. One of my favorites is the Miss B. I think I probably talked about it before, but the Miss B I B is it B or Miss yeah, B? Miss B. B. Yeah. Miss B. It's a dual vibrator. It's rechargeable and waterproof. It's wonderful. If the Stronic. Go, I don't know. I'm a Miss B girl. Oh, I've tried the Stronic anally, and I was like, Darryl. it's was a thruster, not a vibrator. Really? Anally? Anally? I'm so anally. Well, no, I lost my inner virginity, anal virginity in January of last year. And now it's an avid go-to for me. I am so happy to hear this. I, I haven't talked to you forever, work wife. Uh, uh, yeah, she's, she has, she has more, much more anal play than a lot of humans. Probably I know. most humans, yeah. yeah. And I do really enjoy it. I actually have regular orgasms anally. Oh my god! Mm. Never knew. Do you have anal orgasms. Just I do. Anal orgasms. I think it's something about just the taboo nature of the whole thing, and like the hotness that you're not supposed to do it. So dirty. yeah, and sometimes this is gonna sound really weird, but sometimes it hurts so good where I'm like, ah, it's sort mm-hmm. of painful. Ah, because ah. my partner that's your gets inner masochist speaking. That's, it is, and my partner oh. gets off on me thinking that. It like or him thinking that I'm in some sort of pain, but he's not like he's like, Are you okay? And I'm like, Yeah, he's like, Yes, and he loves that too. So it's like this weird thing that we share. Your it's anal still- is my like fisting. That's how I am about fisting. Like, yep, fisting. Yeah, <laughs> so, so it's like this enjoying the taboo and the, the little bit of the pain that comes with it, or like the discomfort or Yeah, it's yeah. it's like this kind of just fisting? This, Yeah, vaginal okay. fisting. Yes, oh. not anal fisting. <laughs> oh, oh my no, god. Receiving or giving or all of the above. Uh, receiving, there's just this like really like emotional release when you do something on uh-huh. that that nature with your partner and 
And it is intense in that intensity, you know. I think April and I tend to love intensity. I think that that's why we travel so well together. It's like, whoa, uh-huh. having fun, doing crazy things. And so I can see that. But, you know, in general, April's anal is uh, my fisting. That's the same. What is yours, Amy? I mean, I Ooh. feel like I have a combo of all of them. I just had my very first uh, pegging experience, like, a couple she days did ago. Some pegging. Oh. I did some pegging. I had my very okay. first pegging experience. And I... And um, it, it was fucking awesome. I, I'm usually someone who identifies more as, as a, as a sub and loves playing like daddy, little girl dynamic. And le- I'm a little bit, I'm like a quarter masochist and love being punished, but also love being, being like, tr- like praised and treated like my, like a little queen, all the things. But I, uh, recently have had the invitation with someone that, that I would say is probably more like 80% very dumb. Um, who also is kind of switchy and uh, gave me an invitation to explore this other side. That I've, so I've worn all these spare parts harnesses in my life, but never actually to penetrate someone with, just I've worn them for like demo things. And I finally got to do it. And um, in it... With a big old dildo? Yeah, it, well, in it, uh, yeah, big with a big old dildo. And, <laughs> Wait, and what does your cock look like? I'm, I'm trying so to imagine, like, what it was is your cock? cock? Because, so I asked, I was like, show me, show me what you... What you prefer, like what? What? Because he has a whole massive toy kit, and he opens. And I was expecting, like, you know, like a it means anal play, like a tapered tip, (laughs) smooth one, you know, or something like that. He opens with this huge girthy. It's not super long, huge, but like girthy, curved. And he's like, "This is one that I really enjoy when I'm really warmed up." And I was like, "Damn." That was that's Ass that's what you started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just and I so I was like, all right, no, I'm 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 in okay, this is this sounds like and I was and I was really enjoying this exploration. Before we went, went in the, the harness play, um I was in, we had this natural exploration that went to him laying on his stomach and me behind him, me kinda like grinding and thrusting into his ass without anything penetrating. And it and I was just like really enjoying kind of pinning his shoulders down. It's not a place I usually go because I'm usually more subby, and I was just I was like, oh my god, this feels so good to be in my power. So, anyways, uh, really enjoying going into that place. I'm, st- I still identify as like probably ninety percent kind of more subby, dirt and dirty, naughty little girl that likes to be punished. Um, and I also like going to more con- consensual tantric places. Um, and I've really enjoyed going into this place of like being a, a like topping. He's totally. He was totally topping from the bottom too. Wait, did way, he come? Did he have an orgasm? Oh yeah. Did you? Um, I didn't have an orgasm from wearing the harness, but I definitely was super turned on. I had a lot of orgasms before that from a lot of other things. Mm. So it's the first. It's the first time in so long that I've been like locking myself in the bedroom and playing for like six hours. And before, and I also I don't know. If you, you come remember. out, feel like you went to the gym. You're like, oh, seriously, we need water and yeah. food, like and yeah. maybe a care. cigarette yeah. at yeah. this point, even though I don't smoke. Yeah, and I, I feel, yeah. and I feel like I, I mean, I, I, I did lose my sex drive for a long time, or it was almost, it was, it was completely gone, but it was just turned off and turned down. Now it's just full force in a way that's just, I don't know. So, anyways, to answer all of your questions, um, <laughs> I would like to try this some fisting and uh, on all the ends of uh, you know my fist, mm. your fist, someone else, well, all the fists, all the things, all the holes. Let's just try it. It's just yeah. that. Does time. fisting start, start small this, with a small the, fist? Yeah, yeah. Is it the same way as it, like trimmed nails? Small fist. Oh, I yeah. mean, it, there's there's a whole practice to fisting. There's actually only I think one book that I'm aware of ever made. It's called Hand in the Bush, which is I've seen fucking that. hilarious. We had it I have a photo yeah. of me with my reading hand in the bush in that latex 
Peanut on latex t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. And anyway. it's, it's a good, if, if you're really interested, Hand in the Bush is, is a great uh, book to, to reference, but it is a difficult practice. You know, you definitely, this hand size is important. Mm. Um, so, you know, finding a small, you know, typically maybe female hand is usually a little easier. Mm-hmm. Start you have with. really small hands. Do you want to come over later? Um, I, have, but I do. I actually over. have very small hands. My hands are very trimmed. I, fisting's in t- intense. Like, I prefer to be fisted than be the fister. Fisty. Oh, really? The fisty. You want to be the fisty, not the fister. Yes. Okay. Yes. You want to be... F- oh, okay. Okay, I'm, got it. I prefer to be the bottom You like fist. the receiving. Yeah. Yeah, because okay. yeah, having your fist in somebody is, like, really fucking intense. I mean, I you just... feel like your arm may never come back. I, oh. I, and also, like, I just say my, my experience with this, this strap-on play was I was using fingers before, and I was... I uh, started with the middle finger, and then he asked for a second finger. I was like... Okay, Okay, got this. And then he's a third finger. I was like, fuck, I left my ring on. <laughs> so I had to take the ring on while keeping two fingers inside. Took that off, then did three fingers, and then he asked for a fourth finger. And so I did that whole thing. And your fingers get pretty crampy from having crampy. a tight muscle hanging out. So I would imagine with fisting that your wrist and your hand is kind of like... There I mean, can be a freak out moment, yeah, for sure. Like, and am I going to die? People freak out the same time, never, never good. Because when you're putting your fist in and once it's like really in there... And if you kind of want to freak out and they freak out at the same time, it, everything can clench and it's intense. So you have to trust, mm-hmm. communicate. It's very similar to anal sex, actually, in yeah. a lot of ways. So I yeah, would that wasn't even the question that we were going to cover. No, but, but apparently it's the, important the university to, get into. to hear about fisting. Well, I was <laughs> curious about fisting. I've never been fisted nor... Hmm. Well... But I think your partner's hands are kind of big. They're massive. Yeah. Sometimes he has one finger in my butthole and I'm like... How many fingers are in like there? He's like, it's just a pinky. Like, just <laughs> pinky. Like, oh my god! I put a pinky in there. Oh my god! Um, so much. Well, uh, still, yeah, fisting. We have a couple of announcements. We have a couple of announcements. Everyone switching, switching. You know, the tides that turn. We could talk about well, Salt Lake City. Well, Salt Lake City. Yeah, we're teaching Salt Lake City. If you or anyone you know is a Salt Lake City human. Are, or will be in Salt Lake City August. What is it? What's the date? The first weekend of August. The first weekend. 2019. Yes, this is where we are. We are teaching two classes. That's two classes in Salt Lake City at Blue Boutique, which is one of our favorite boutiques in the United States. I love I love them. It's wonderful. You can get pierced, you can get some lingerie, and you can get some sex toys. And then you can come and hear us talk about Orgasm 101 one day that's saturday night mm-hmm. and then sunday morning blowjobs and brunch i think it's at noon so it's like sunday morning turns you can yeah. still go to church if you want there'll probably before. be mimosa so yep. 21 or over mm-hmm. uh you can go to blueboutique.com and check out the event tickets there and they actually it's it's like 25 bucks and you get a 20 dollar gift card that you can spend after the course so you have to be 21 to go to the drink mo- the mimosas the mimosa part. Oh, okay. no, so you, you can, can 18. go, you yeah, can go if yeah. you're 18 yeah. but if yeah. you want to drink the mimosas yeah. you must be 21 at yep. least in salt lake city uh if you're in I spain mean, you could be 14 yeah i'm in the united states i think america <laughs> yeah. Jurassic america um okay so another announcement everyone there's a contest coming up now uh, through july 30th if you go to our Instagram, you will learn more. This is a contest with Swingtown, and you can win a grand prize of a lifetime to Swingtown's membership and swag, a bottle of wine, a copy of The Ethical Slut, a copy of Come As You Are, we've had Emily on our podcast, and a $69 gift gift card to unboundbabes.com. I love the number 69. Good choice, everyone. Uh, and you can win this grand prize by entering this contest. It is easy to do. Just go to our 
Instagram. That's Shameless Sex Podcast. And we got our Instagram back. We did lose it for about two days. And we got it back. It always feels like we lost it for yeah. months. Mm-hmm. But it's it was only probably 48 hours. It's back. And Amy knew friends in high places that helped us get bailed out of that. But we did get hacked, actually. It wasn't a censorship. It was a hack. We didn't get hacked. Oh, I thought it was a hack, We got job. flagged. And then oh, we got flagged. Instagram automatically decided that we were up to some terrible things. Oh. And then we were disabled. And then friend. So who who I, did you I, peg? I, no, <laughs> I didn't peg. I did not peg a friend. It's right. a woman I've known for a long time <laughs> who works in inside these corporations. And they filed an internal report and found out we had to give our driver's licenses and yeah, everything. we had to send them like, it was like legit right like we were oh, i was like okay and they found out that um it was kind of accidentally disabled by instagram we got it back so um so yeah. we weren't hacked we were not hacked no some someone flagged us and they instantly disabled oh. us because they thought we were up to we were doing terrible things. i think that that's one part of the process with the flagging that could be updated because they can you can just kill accounts yeah. just by flagging them. So if you have some competition out there that doesn't like the messaging that you're putting out, they can flag you or have multiple people flag you and then you can be shut down on Instagram. Yeah. Which doesn't make it very even keeled. Yeah. We were shut down. Fun Factory was shut down for a couple weeks on Instagram. Oh. USA Fun Factory USA. And it was so hard to try to get... Uh, you can't get a hold of anyone. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's impossible. No. And there's a lot it's of like sex educators, abyss. sex positive sex educators that are getting shut down. So there's so, m- so much. And the meanwhile, there's you know, male-owned accounts with booties just twerking all over the place that are up and running. But I will say, Instagram, thank you for listening to our friend. And I did send friend a Wee Vibe as a oh, gift. Nice. I was like, what, do you, what toy do you want? Any toy. And they wanted a couple's toy. And so Wee Vibe was one of the best. Uh, and if you all want to learn more about these toys, go to purepleasureshop.com. Our listeners get 15% off with coupon code SHAMELESSSEX in all caps. I have a testimonial for you, and then we're going to dive into a lot of sex questions. We were talking about fisting. Like, we just dove in. You know, it was really difficult fist to first. not just go fist first. I know. It's <laughs> an icebreaker. Anal, anal fisting. April, anal, April. Peg, we had pegging anal. fisting and anal all in the first wow. 10 minutes of the show. So, uh, mic drop. So, all of you folks who are like, wow, Bye. that's, yeah, that, those things are all kind of terrifying. Don't worry. Don't worry. These are just things that, you know, we might be into right now in this moment. And whatever you're into is welcome to. We're going to get some iTunes reviews. They made me want to jump off a bridge, but get fisted beforehand. <laughs> I mean, yeah, real great. life, though, like I haven't been fisted in like in a year and a half at least. I, I just know. think it's a really fun thing to do. So maybe I'll do that. Tonight. Let me ask you a yeah. question, uh, though. Yeah. For, so for fisting, it's not one of the you don't have fisting quickies. It's not really a no. thing like, hey, do you, do you want to? I mean, it's, it seems like kind of for me, it's how anal is for me. It's it's more of like, like something I really put a lot of intention into. I don't maybe I don't need to pre-plan it, but I need to really feel into my body and take a lot of time. I would imagine fisting is very similar. It's it's absolutely the same thing as anal. In fact, I think it might be a little more intense because you mm. know you have just you know a fist inside of you. So, but I in general like breathing, you know, trust and um, you know, oh god, this is shameless sex, right? So yeah, you can say whatever also you want. Also, just like sometimes when you're with a partner and and you want to get really intense and you've maybe you've had a couple glasses of wine, I know. As okay, sex educator Kristen says, don't do this on wine. Friend Kristen says, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, do and this on wine. <laughs> and I think that in general, it's that when you really want to connect with somebody, like almost every time I've I've done this, it's like tears come out. Oh, it sounds it's super intimate. Yeah, it's a very intimate, and you wouldn't just do it with anybody. You're like I know you so well now. Like you, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I yeah. Well, it's 
it's so intimate. There's a, yeah, I, I bet on both ends for being lots someone, of lube. Yeah. You got to use some lube. Oh too. my god, lots so much lube. Oh, yeah. So much lube. You keep re- with same with anal. Keep reapplying over mm-hmm. and over. It's like you can mm-hmm. never have enough. I always lube. say that too during anal because sometimes I'm like, no, wait, we need more lube, more lube. My partner's like, I just put a ton of lube on. I'm Still like, need more, more, lube, yeah. more <laughs> lube. Yes, you can't have enough lube. All right, I'm going to read a testimonial before we dive into Ooh. the questions. This is from someone who recent listened to a recent episode that we had last week with Ashley Manta, who I just saw out there, actually. Love Ashley. And she's amazing. The hand job episode. Hand job, hand, hand sex, sex episode. Hand sex. Mm. And so Ashley, uh, we have to remember to tell her this when we see her later. Um, so this listener said, this morning I made my man come using just my hands and Uber lube. She, sorry, he loved every minute of it and so did I. Your recent episode with Ashley Manta about hand sex is what gave me the courage and interest to try it. I use a lot of the techniques you mentioned, including the sitting position, then added in what he asked for, and it was amazing. I've been listening to your podcast since the past since since this past January in 2019, and I love how you are non-judgmental and educational in every topic you discuss. Thank you and keep up the great work. I wonder if she tried the pepper grinder. Yeah, that was the and the position too. I actually went up to the owner of Sport sheets here, and I was like, "So we just trademarked one of your products, and it's now called the Sexy Backjack, which is Did the doggy like style that? strap." Yeah, he liked it. I yeah, he yeah he liked it. I mean, yeah, I think he got was also very distracted with all kinds of things, but he liked it, and then <laughs> told his product development person that he's like, "Hey, listen to this. Yeah, maybe we need to add a tag on that." You know, yeah. Ashley, Ashley Manta. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a product, a fun factory called. Manta. We oh, talked yes. about this. We yeah. talked about it on the Is show because really? I was like, did they name that product yeah. after you? No, but it's a coincidence. And also her and her partner love it and have done really fun things with it. That's so. what she said. She was like, yeah. me and my partner love that toy. I was like, that's your toy. That's yeah. totally for you. It's a male masturbator for couples. It's a really cool product. Yeah. It, so it looks really discreet too. It looks like a little manta ray. Yeah. Mm. Which it's noise. Yeah. Well, she knows what she's talking about. She knows her hand sex. Yeah, she does. I love that position she speaks to. It's I good. haven't tried that yet. Oh, yeah. I don't good. have a penis in my life to try it, but maybe I can. Well, uh, well, you can uh, get a little bit I've only been. I want to share one other thing. Yeah. I also Peggy. got my cock sucked for the first time. I was going <laughs> to ask you, did you get That is a whole other experience. That was a whole That's hot. different experience. Yeah. Super hot. Super hot. Deep like, throating. Was there deep all, reaction? It was all, all, all things, in it. Yeah. All things in a big old dick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Did you wow. do any of the head guiding? Um, n- it, yeah, I'm not really a head pusher, but I was definitely like touching. I holding said guiding, not pushing. Yeah, no, I, yeah, just a like little bit. There was a little bit. Well, I'm pro, I did, I'm pro I head pushing. Bit, yeah, like, I like my it. hair, slam my face. Yeah, that, that, I yeah, did totally. like a little bit, but it was, like, it was a little like thrusting, <laughs> but a very light. I mean, it was my first time for all these things. I was going like I'm yeah, start slow, and so, anyways, yeah. I'm all this long. Look at happening. Amy's back. Got my dick sucked for the first time. Also, the like the the larger the cock. I mean, you're kind of like you should be thankful for like having just like a huge cock for the first time because that pressure on the clit is like, really different than like a, a smaller light cock. Yeah. yeah. So just having that pressure constantly from a heavy cock is really awesome. So yay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yay, Amy. And I was like, how <laughs> you? I wonder you? if you do you think you'd ever try a double ended dildo where yeah maybe totally because. Obviously, there's so many. The factory. The share. The share. This is not even intentional, but that I've always wanted to actually rock the share because yeah. I've never, but I've never been with a partner that's wanted to be pegged. I was only with a partner that, uh, one partner for a little bit of time that loved prostate stimulation. And that's like a whole nother level for me. But 
it was only I could only do two fingers maximum before he like freaked out. Freaked out, good freak out. But or you didn't get no, before freaked out meaning like no, 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 it's too much, too much, too much. So uh, it was always just two fingers. You could totally play around with getting cock suck and all that stuff and not have to do pegging. Like yeah. you could just get a hand job. You could just do like I want power play tonight. I have a cock. It doesn't have to go inside of you, but it will be like the thing that you're doing on your knees. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, it's interesting to mm. operate with a cock all of a sudden for a little bit like because I had the I had the harness on and I was doing other things using my hands and you know on his cock all kinds of things but I had this big old dick in the way at the time that was like it does get in the way it's a lot and I was like okay is this there's a there's a thing here it's a new process to have this thing here that I'm not used to having it was it was I mean it was wonderful but it was also like all right it's a new way of learning how to operate Cock energy is its own thing. Oh, yeah. I felt pretty powerful. Yeah. I felt really hot. And I felt also that I was um, still in my... I was still felt like this... I felt this connection between my masculine and feminine there. It wasn't that my feminine left you know, went out the window. It was like all of it was just there. And I was just like strong and powerful. I'd probably really rock the shit out of a cock. We should all be wearing cocks right now. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Cock. And now I have to ask you more questions. My cock was black. It was, it was, a, and it I, and your I'm outfit right now. The brand too. I went up to my mom. Was it phallic or was it more just kind of, oh yeah, it was full phallic. It was phallic. It had balls, but like half balls. You had balls? And, and veins? half balls. Half balls. You know when they're like kind of slim. Yeah, 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 yeah. Half balls. Veins, yeah, veins, thick black half balls and i had a black harness on the black the spare parts theo thong harness oh, which theo. no one wears and yeah. it's I, I love that one it's more stable very stable mm. we have to like wearing thongs so anyways my life's getting really exciting in my single life so oh, <laughs> next up great. fisting Woo. <laughs> okay <Next. laughs> all right are we ready for some sex questions though like we've already I think so. Kristen's them. really good at answering sex questions. I know. She's I call her sometimes. Good. I'm like, Kristen, what do you think about this? I should call Kristen with my sex questions. Everyone should call me, and I want to call you, too. Uh, Everyone, Kristen's phone number is 555. Call her up. All right, let's go to this first one. We'll keep this person anonymous. Actually, we'll keep them all anonymous. I am a 47-year-old heterosexual woman who has never had an experience with a woman. I know I do enjoy cock. I'm in a relationship with a man, and we have great sex. But I am curious about what it would be like to be with a woman. I fantasize about it. Would it be wrong of me to try to initiate an encounter with a woman, even if it would be a one-night event? I was married and with one man for 22 years and getting divorced, having fun with different men before finding the man... I am with now. I understand that one night experiences are great. Would it be welcome in the lesbian world? Any advice on how to go about this? I realize I didn't fully read this before. It's not am I a lesbian, um, which is what I had told you all before. <laughs> I was um, like, yes. Yes, yes, you are. You are. Um, but any advice on how to go about this on having a one night experience? They are curious about an experience with women. Wait, so I'm unclear about the actual question. What? How to go about? Would it be welcome in the lesbian world? Like, if, they, if this person wants to go and have a one, an experience with a woman, they identify as a heterosexual woman. They are in a partnership so with this, a cock uh, owner. They want to have an experience with a vulva owner. It sounds like. Would it be welcome? How do you even do this? How does one even go? That's a good one for you, Kristen. Oh man, yeah. So immediately, I'm like, no, lesbians will hate you. But that's, <laughs> that's Kristen. What, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I'm like, like I don't know. That's you, a good get idea. Out of our bar. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but no. But also, that's not true. It's like both. You know, I think. I think it's how you approach it. And I know plenty of straight, quote unquote, couples who experiment with bringing another same gendered partner into their relationship. Um, I think it's always safe to 
do that like with your own community because if you like go into the queer community and you're like I want to be with a woman uh, it, it can be complicated because it's like you feel like you're fishing in like a world that's not yours and kind of um, fetishizing in a way. It's not authentic. It doesn't feel authentic. But I also think a lot, like I have um, some friends who are completely down with like, you know, being like kind of fetishized in mm-hmm. the straight world. So it's all about consent as it comes down to everything. So I think it depends on many things. Like, is this person wanting to have sex just with another woman on their own? Or are they looking to bring them back? to their partner like what is the experience do they want like a real authentic lesbian experience whatever that means quote unquote sounds like tourism yeah like are you yeah like, are, are you traveling to the resort yeah. that tells you this is what lesbianism is like or are you going to like the village, the village of lesbians uh, and, and really experiencing it the all inclusive resort versus yeah the, the village with the people yeah yeah. Totally. I think that yeah so in general be really upfront about what you're doing. Don't try to lie to get somebody into your bedroom. Like yeah. that is not. Don't cool. ever try to do that in any I context. Know, but people do it. Yeah. They think like, oh, then I won't. I won't get what I want. Yeah. And like, yeah, because it's, it's like that Sex in the City episode, and I hate when that to do that. But when Charlotte, remember when she was? Do you guys watch? You watch? I've Sex seen it all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we remember when she was kind of going through and she was out with the lesbian world and they found out that she was straight <laughs> and then they all kind of banished her. Do you remember the episode? No. It was so I funny. don't, but now Charlotte, the, the, oh, wa- the waspy Charlotte, one? Yeah, waspy Charlotte because she's a, was an art curator, whatever. Oh. It just reminds me of that. Oh, I think I so do she remember. was kind of in that world because Samantha was d- dating a woman for a while yes. on the show yeah. and Samantha brought her in. I, I don't remember. Anyway, it reminds me of that and sidetrack. I've been bringing up TV shows lately for some reason on the podcast but i mean sex and city on shameless sex is kind of fitting it's amazing no i think uh, so yes watch the sex and the city now i have to watch it and i don't know if it's authentic or not but it feels authentic um also depends on like when i really i used to be with men for a very long time and then i've been with a woman i think now all in my life i've been with women longer than i've been with men like Mm. woo, and now i get like some kind of Weird lesbian champagne sent to me. It's not true. <laughs> With a trophy coming. A champagne. Yeah, it's not true. Um, but I think that in general, thinking about how you want to operate. So if you want to bring another woman into the bedroom, like I know this sounds weird, but sometimes it's just really good to just go with a good friend. Yeah. Just be like, hey, friend. Mm-hmm. What so about the so? shit where you eat scenario? It's the right good friend. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. it's like not like because a I've surprise. actually we've I, my partner and I've been thinking about doing this, and we have a good friend in mind. So then, damn it, it's me, isn't it? It's me, <laughs> both of us, both of us. <laughs> me with well, my fisting and you that would be cock. shitting where I yeah, eat. Yeah, exactly. I know who it is. I know who it is. And I know it's not me or Kristen, but <laughs> whatever. It could anyway, be. Hey, are is. you taking applications? You both. <laughs> I don't know if I could have you chop my box, Amy. Oh no, I don't want to chop your. I'm exactly. not really. That's I mean, what I'm you know what? And that's not true. I'm pretty open to a lot of things these days. But I that I mean, makes our podcast interesting. Make for a great podcast. And Kristen, people have both told me separately about both of you. One today mm. that they thought I was your partner, Amy, and then before when we were together, they thought we were partners. I thought you were. Uh, uh, they honestly did. I heard somebody oh. just today say that I thought I like you that. were dating Amy, and then years. But when I was always with you, they thought I was with you. I think I put off a lesbian vibe, not to bring this back to me. Did she put off a lesbian vibe? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. April puts out a fun vibe. Oh, fun good. vibe, yeah. Yeah, so this is the vibe that this person should go for. Like, yes. <laughs> it is about, like, fun. So, uh, yeah, if you want to have a one-on-one experience, 
now with dating apps and stuff, just just put something out there, you yeah. know. But be like, honest be about where honest, you're at, what honest. you're looking for. Because no, lesbian hates when you're like, hey, like yeah, I'm like hooking up with you, and you're like, surprise, my my boyfriend, husband, whomever comes home, like now there's a penis involved. Like people don't no. like the surprises, yeah. mm. but there are a lot of people who like to be like the third, um, the the guest star in the bedroom. I mean, that's the best position. The unicorn. In. The unicorn. Yeah, like you enter yeah. in, you're like, hey, here I am. And also, if you're going to bring a lesbian into your uh, heterosexual relationship, what's your guy down with? Like, mm-hmm. does he want to get pegged? Is he going to watch? Like, what is there it? There was nothing said here about this. There, pr- the, we need the a lot more information. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I'm very curious. You know, is there a conversation with your partner about your desires? Are they on board for it? Is it, I mean, there's. There's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of questions here. Yeah. And also that kind of stereotype that a lesbian is going to be better at X, Y, or Z in the bed, in the bedroom than like, cause there is the stereotype that because a woman knows her body best, what does that mean? You know, mm. does that mean that she's going to do some kind of magical, like fucking kind of lingus trick <laughs> on you? And yes, that happens. No, but I mean, it depends, but depends it, on the person. it's not, it's not an always, you know? So I think that really defining what do you want? Are you wanting to have oral sex with another woman? Are you wanting to have a threesome with another woman? Are you wanting, oh, uh, do you want to do something to another woman? Like, define it, yeah. what you need and want, and then ask for it. Yeah. Because right now, like, people respond by just, like, you, you like whatever it is that you're into, somebody else is into it, too. A lot of people are into it, too. So also, the, like, those, the um, what is it called? There's so many of them, but there's like these resort takeovers, like swinger kind oh, of takeovers. Yeah. It's a hotbed oh, for everything yeah. you want. Like just go on vacation for a week. At Hedonism, like, Jamaica. Yeah, yeah one go. of those. You know, I'd, I'd go for like one of the queer ones. Um, Tristan Taramino does one. Oh. oh my God, I can't remember the name. Yeah, she's in our podcast family. So she's a Sex Out oh, Loud podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah sec- but hers is Sex Out Loud. And so, yeah, she organized. That's awesome. Mm. It's like a queer-centered, uh, hetero-welcome. Okay, oh, it's hetero-welcome. Okay, hetero so I was gonna, queer going to say, yeah. Pink-centered and queer-centered. Oh. Yeah. Totally go. I haven't been, but I've heard great things. I always want to go. I'm not there in my relationship for that. Yeah. Um, it's a little more out there, I think, than what my relationship is at the moment. But I think that people who are willing to experience this do that. I'm not fucking... Would you and your partner ever bring in a third party, like a, a penis owner? No, exactly. No, even though you've been with penises, no. yeah, your partner, <laughs> no. your partner wouldn't be down no. with that. There was three and no's. It's not me. I mean, like, because like my partner is the one with the cock, and there's yeah. just there's like that mm-hmm. would just not be yeah down. I think uh, another woman, maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. But like that's not the way that she rolls. My partner, like yeah. the way I roll, she would be, be like, no, no, yeah. no, yeah. not gonna happen. Like I'm a little more uh, sexually adventurous yeah. than she is. Like she's adventurous, but in a very um, monogamous monogamish way yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it yeah. just sounds like ho- homegrown cocks really aren't her jam mm, no yeah. Yeah. no 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 mm-hmm. yeah. she does not want a homegrown cock anywhere near her mm-hmm. yeah and well, yeah that's fine and what, yeah, totally. yeah i think when i was single i hung out with a lot of your beautiful la crew a lot of like amazing a lot of feminist lesbian women queer women mm-hmm. uh or clear queer humans right mm-hmm. and i had one of your friends tell me to just open my mind up and possibly hook hook up with someone with a silicone oh, I know, cock. I know who. Yeah, that would, yeah, that would And be I was considering it so much because I was like, yeah. absolutely. I was in the yes state of mind, and then I ended up moving away, and it never happened. And that's something that I would love to experience. Something that's outside of the cis world that I that I live in. So, Amy, right now you're an experimental too. Mm, 
it's so much fun. I mean, the it's phase. a slippery slope, though, everyone. Like, I, I slipped on and on my slope. And, it, uh, <laughs> and here I am. And you know what? It's really, like, you know, we know there's, like, a, a like sexuality is really on a scale and that there's really not 100%. There is some folks this way, but 100% heterosexual, yeah. 100%, you know, gay. It's It's... Very it's rare fluid. to find that. It's so changing. It's fluid, and what you were at twenty might be different at thirty. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And, it, it, and you know what? It really can be confusing mm-hmm. at first to be like, "Fuck," you know. Like I love like male body cis men. Mm-hmm. I also hate them, but I love them. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like I love to. Fu- you know, it's like yeah. fun. They're mm-hmm. fun. But mm-hmm. like I partner best with women. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's I, I'm learning so much in this. W- new single phase of mine that all the things that I think about my myself as a sexual being not all of them a lot of them are just stories that I've been pretty set in and that in this new space of being super turned on all the time and have you know I lost my arousal and my desire for two and a half years all of a sudden it's like full force Um, and I'm spending time with people that really respect me are not trying to take anything from me and through that the possibilities are limitless it's like oh yeah I will totally try that thing. I don't really know if it's my thing, but all the ideas about who it's supposed to be with, who I'm attracted to, what kind of activities I'm into, they're, it's changing. And it's different from what it was yesterday. It's different, very different from what it was a year ago. Um, so, I, yeah, I totally get that. I identify as painfully straight, like, a Painful month ago. Because it, Painful because it's, it's fucking options. boring. It's not, yeah. it's not boring. boring stuff. It's not boring. It's limiting. Well, folks that are, like, pansexual or they have like, this this complete openness to sexuality yeah. where there's no limits whether you're bisexual or what, whatever you're identifying with i always thought that being just a, a heterosexual human would be really fucking boring because i'm like dude you're just you're totally getting rid of an entire genre of yeah. humans that could be really inspiring and, and i'm energetically and attracted to and, certain, I, and i don't want to like know, just humans hate or shame on it but to me it's kind of similar to like taking anal sex off the table or anything anal i've been in relationships with partners who had, didn't want anything to do with butts my butt their butt and it felt like a huge thing was missing off the menu of just another uh, other options of things to play with so our, our menu was limited and so i've just always felt like my my menu my personal menu was kind of limited to be able to have these experiences with people that i was attracted to but i wasn't sexually attracted or had the story that it wasn't um so painful is the wrong word and i took that tagline from another friend who has you know her her mom she just has two moms and she's like i'm painfully straight anyways um i saw in the last month that it's just a story that i was attached to and that mm. i actually when i'm super turned on i feel really safe and respected i have a lot more capacity to be intimate with all kinds of people, regardless of sex, gender, your body shape, you know, all those things. It's just a lot of that goes out the window when I'm turned on and feel really safe. It's about the energy. It's huge. It's really right? big. I have one last yeah. piece of advice. If, if like, I don't know where this person's at that asked the question, and I don't know where their partner is at, but if you suspect that you are um, a little, like, not, like, not willing to actually do the work that is needed to be there um, and to not like really fetishize and do shitty things to the queer community, then I would suggest a paid, empl- a paid oh, person. Oh, sex worker, yeah. Yeah, because uh-huh. honestly, like what this person's looking for is very specific. And if you want to, if, you, if, if you're going to go in that direction, uh, don't put that on the people who are already doing the labor yeah. in the world around their sexuality. So, yeah, it's really cool if you can be open, but if you're like, let's say you suspect that your partner's a little bit of a D-bag, because that can happen. Mm. Um, so 
not douchebag. If anybody, <laughs> I know that's the wrong word probably nowadays. Yeah. Probably not PC. But the thing is, is that like, just just pay for it. Yeah. Because you can pay for gay well then there's right? no strings like, attached yeah. it's not messy mm-hmm. at all there isn't all this like you're talking about that you're shitting where you eat when it, you bring in a friend or where do i go find the third person or not even the third person but this other side person to have this experience with and sex workers are a great avenue for that. sex workers mm-hmm. i just want to add the shit where you eat comment come comes in because i get so energetically attached to people that i ho- mm-hmm. hook up with it would be difficult for me to sort of separate sometimes afterward that is so it would be really hard for me that's why and some people might not have any attachments to those types of situations i just get energetically like involved with them mm-hmm. later where i'm like I, oh for me it's like with my with my very close friends I usually end up hooking up with them. Yeah. It's just one of those things. And it usually ends up being like a really weird drunken night and whatever. You laugh at the end of the day, but it's not like, oh, we're going to run away and get like married. Yeah. It's never that. It's almost like I'm you like get closer tracking. from it, yeah, probably. Like deeper hug. Yeah. Yeah, deeper <laughs> hug. It's more bonding. It's the bonding. Well, I think <laughs> you're really good at communication yeah. and being really, I think, clear about, obviously, like that. We're not going to run away together and get married and have yeah. each other's. Uh, fisting partners uh, like consistently up in each other. or something. Gabies. Yeah. Gabies. Yeah. I think that I would, I don't know. I would, I, and maybe it's that's not, a story I'm telling it's not myself. Like rabies. That's like babies, but gabies. Like gay babies. Yeah. yeah. Gay babies. <laughs> gay babies. Yeah. So, and I, w- and I would say the shit with where you eat thing. Yeah. If you're ha- if you're having these sexual encounters with friends where you're not having the open communication, the before, during and after, and you're just like, Oh yeah, there's the thing that we did and let's not talk about them. Pretend like everything's normal. Then it gets fucking weird. But, that's what happened to me when I, this comes from a previous experience. I hooked up with my best girlfriend and had like a relationship with her, a closeted relationship when I was 19 to 21. And but, then totally lost her as a friend because of it. And I but think that's, that's not, where it comes from. That's not shitting where you eat. That's having a close bond with a friend that turned into a relationship. It's not and a then casual. I, but I lost her because of our lack of communication. Yeah. And... Our just our total our total youth. I mean, we but were it's, just young, we're young and experimental. It's still different though. It's not like you just hooked up with a friend and then you're like, oh, that was weird. Now we're not friends. You actually had a friend. You developed a relationship. You experienced a lot together, and maybe you didn't communicate. And in the end, you were young, so it was probably not going to be this long term thing. But it's it's very different than you know having a, a sexual experience with a friend where you either aren't drunk and random yeah drunk and random and like i'm sure you can do drunk and random and still have come going with intentions still you process it after and be like yeah we had this experience and it was awesome and i love you and here's what worked and here's what didn't and here's how i want to go about the future with you and um versus oh yeah that thing that happened let's not talk about it oh, it's awesome though oh. well yeah maybe now in my 30 late 30s yeah. Yay, late 30s is so oh. much sexier of a time. Like, I really, late 30s, I'm, like, looking at, in your 20s, like, women in their 20s, like, it's really interesting to me how much people are, like, this is the the, the, the thing that we're attracted to, this youthful spirit. Because, honestly, like, 30s, 40s, like, this is, maybe even later, I'm not there yet, but this is where women really blossom. Yeah. They're so fucking hot. I mean, Amy has a cock. I have a cock She now. has a cock. I mean, I don't have one right in this exact but, moment. I mean, maybe. We don't know. I'm getting anal. Yeah. She has a cock. Yeah. This is great. Well, what else is happening? Kristen's fisting like, over Kristen's here. Kristen's fisting. She's in her 20s. Yeah. Like, I barely, it's like, true. Yeah. I'm sure some people are. We weren't. But I mean, yeah. This is exciting. I have so much to look forward to. I know. Kristen's such a natural with this, like, the podcast. This podcast is made possible by some of our favorite things. Uber Lube is one of them. Amy, why do you love Uber Lube so much? I 
don't just love Uberlube, I am obsessed with Uberlube. Before I used Uberlube, I had no idea that a lubricant could be this good. Uberlube is a luxurious lubricant that I literally want all over my body. Yes, I mostly use it for sex and intimacy, and let me tell you, it enhances everything. It has no flavor. It has no scent. It never gets sticky. It almost feels velvety and powdery on my skin. I want it everywhere. And let me tell you, it also has other uses. You can use it in your hair, for your hair frizzies. You can use it for massage. You can use it for chafing. Again, mostly using it for sex. And it allows me to feel that skin-on-skin intimacy that a lot of other lubricants do not allow for. April, what about you? What do you love about Uberlube? I love the beautiful bottle. It's glass. It looks like perfume or some kind of beautiful cosmetic. Put it on my nightstand. Nobody knows what it is. So to learn more about Uberlube, go to uberlube.com. Enter coupon code SHAMELESSSEX in all caps. You get 10% off and free shipping. This podcast is also made possible by omgs.com. April, what do you love about OMGS? Oh my God, yes. I love OMGS. It's a research-based online program where you can look at two seasons, external, internal, vulva stimulation. It's tools for your tool belt. Add things to your menu. So if you're looking to up your orgasm game, if you own a vulva, maybe you already have amazing orgasms. Maybe you want even more amazing orgasms. Maybe you've never had an orgasm. OMGS is something for you. If you're a vulva fan and you want to learn how to pleasure a vulva, OMGS is something for you. Again, research-based. You get to watch these tasteful, non-pornographic videos that give you a real idea of what real body is like so that you're not left in the dark. To learn more, go to omgs.com backslash shameless. You get $5 off and you can watch the videos unlimited times. It is a game changer for all of my clients, all of our listeners who have watched it. You can find out for yourself. Go check it out. We're going to another sex question that we're moving forward. All right, here we go. My question is on a specific fetish of mine. It's a pregnancy fetish. I don't know why, but pregnant women turn me on. The funny thing is, I don't really even want kids in the future. I don't really know if I do. I'm young, and I might change my mind, but I just don't see it happening. Is this a normal thing to have this fetish? Would you consider it too taboo? Is fetish the right word to even use to describe it? I would very much like professional opinions. Thank you. You both rock. You too, person. My ex-husband just, had a pregnancy fetish. Really? I'm not surprised. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, you know who you are. Yeah. Sorry, I'm an asshole. Do you think he listens to everyone? Oh my God, every fucking one. Are you kidding me? I have so? no idea. Oh. Anybody that April's ever fucked in her life is probably listening religiously. Thank you, listeners. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't think a lot of my... Exes Are listen. you guys kidding me right now? I don't think or so. Or they're hiding it really well. Oh, they're hiding it. They're secretly listening to it. All right. sure. I did get called hey, out by matter. an ex-partner that asked me if that was about him. <laughs> uh, something that I said in the early days. Oh, um, I got called out oh. too about that <laughs> yeah, because I had did. an ex-partner that called me out on some things that I was not being truthful about in our relationship. I just feel like now we're so, so deep in the episodes. If my exes do listen, I've never slandered or said anything bad. But if the pregnancy fetish thing feels like a bad thing to share. I just said my ex, right? Did I say my ex-husband? Well, you just well now you just said <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn you, wine. <laughs> well, anyways, so tell us about your ex-husbands. But there's nothing wrong with a pregnancy fetish, though. I never shamed him for it. No. And, and that's what 
maybe Kristen will share with this or you could share this this listener. I mean, I want to hear Kristen's. Kristen, yeah. but I've, I've known people that have pregnancy fetishes and I would. Yeah, you could call it a fetish. Sure. I mean, maybe you can talk more about like what would signify or, or what would be a fetish versus not a fetish. But um, I knew some people that thought it was really hot because it was like the ultimate maternal womanly, like creator mm-hmm. of life. You in your power with a baby in your belly, and you're growing like, yeah. life and you and they're glowing. Look how strong and sometimes they're vomiting and having a really fucking hard time. But and it was hot yeah. and hemorrhoids. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have a kid, but I know it happens. <laughs> yeah. Or and sometimes you see the uncomfortably pregnant people where you're like, oh, no. Oh, but no, I don't think no, that's what they're fetishizing. Yeah. They're and Amy, like, oh, we saw a, pr- a super pregnant person when you're like, doesn't that look like her butthole hurts? <laughs> I was like, you know what? It does. Because <laughs> she was, does. she yeah. did look so super the uncomfortable. Three women who have never had children and may never have Well, Kristen's <laughs> a mom. You I have a mom. Yes. You were pregnant, though, but you I'm have a child. Yes. For four months of a toddler, yes. Yes. Um, but I did not birth him. No. Thank the fucking goddess. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, in general, my when I when first read this question, I was like, duh, of course. You know, yeah. it, when it was um, the person. He? It's normal. They? Yeah. He, uh, he, I think it's he's. What I think he. Go with he. Okay. Yeah. He. So he was saying something like, I have this fetish and um, I also don't want children. And then I'm like, duh. Yeah. Every person who's ever like. Every guy wants to stick their penis into a hole when there's no consequence. This is my <laughs> thing, right? Um, oh, I never thought of that. That's a good one, right? Kristen. Just like, just like fuck away, yeah. no problems. Um, but reading further into it, it I, I, the question I would have is like, can, do you only fantasize about people yeah. who are pregnant? Is it like super pregnant belly, or is just knowing they're pregnant? Is um, do you like, I don't know, like when you're having sex with people who aren't pregnant, are you like you wishing they were that, pregnant? Yeah. Are you thinking about it? Are you trying to like do positions that would be like pregnant positions? I mean, these are can big you questions. wear this yeah. pillow in front of you yeah. right yeah. now yeah. with can, this shirt? I'm gonna give you I a wash of, like donuts too. and have a little Which bit of a belly or something. Like, it's still right. not shaming those things. It's just like getting more clarity on how is it because there's the, the with a fetish you can have a very mild fetish which is like oh yeah I don't need this thing to get off but it's a big part of my spank bank and I get super turned on by it versus. I actually need this thing to get off. I don't get aroused without it. So it's more understanding of where this person falls. When I fuck you, please say, my baby's coming. It's coming. I'm crowning. A labor (laughs) fetish. No. Oh, okay. That's a labor fetish. Oh, yeah. Good point. (laughs) I obviously haven't birthed a child. I'm sorry. I'm crowning. (laughs) The placenta. Um, We're not making fun of you, by the way. No, no. no, God, no. Not at all. No. The opposite. I think it's beautiful. I love fetishes. I love things that when people find non-normative ideas of of whatever society thinks should be sexy, sexy. I love it. I'm like so mm-hmm. fascinated by it. In fact, I find my own little turn on by it. And it brings me joy to hear when people embrace it and yeah. own it. And I'm like, fuck, yes. I actually, um, this is a total tangent, but I had a conversation with someone who is a feeder in Oh my god, we talked about this, Kristen. Tell our listeners what you totally dated a feeder. Oh my god, I love it. Oh my god, I did not know that I dated a feeder until I got into the industry, which is now 15 years ago. But I dated somebody when I was 20 years old who was such a feeder. I almost want to contact him and be like, wow, you're a feeder. (laughs) (laughs) So he, like, really just was really into feeding me and oh. and um watching me kind of grow like i got a lot larger mm-hmm. and really got excited when i got stretch marks i never had a stretch mark in my life mm-hmm. until him 
but he would do things like, I'm going to bathe you. This sounds, I know this sounds like, what's wrong with you, Kristen? This sounds perfect. But um, he would run a bath for me, have cookies, baking while I'm in the bath or whatever, you know, many different kinds of food. And then he would feed me in the bathtub. I would tell him like, oh, you know, I'm trying to like not eat like my favorite things. I love like bagels and cream cheese, right? Bagels and cream cheese and he's all like, day, all day long. More bagels. Like I brought you a dozen <laughs> bagels and three tubs of cream cheese. He would show up my work with like super like many bagels with cream cheese. <laughs> oh my god! All the time, even though I said no. And he was a super athletic person, but he didn't want me to be athletic. So he really wanted to watch me grow, which was the strangest thing. Mm-hmm. And I literally have stretch marks due to him. And I really at first liked it. And then I started telling my friends, it just feels a little weird. And they yeah. were like, you're weird. Like, you're this, this guy is sounds great. He's like rubbing oil on me. And then he's like, give me positive reinforcement around all the things that are happening. With so, my but body. he never said, I'm super turned on by no. you eating this never. delicious food maybe and maybe, maybe getting a little more curvy from it. No. And he used to get mad when I wouldn't eat and he'd want to watch me. Ooh. eat. The food. And didn't you say now you've seen him on social media and you see that he's with like his partner and yeah. she's like, yeah. Yes. And she also is growing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's great. And I don't know if he's realized what and maybe she loves yeah. it. And I really, I hope he, wherever you are, I won't say your name, but I really hope, that he knows what he is because there again nothing's wrong with it. But yeah. like I would have liked to have an honest conversation. I was yeah. twenty or twenty one to be I clued didn't in. Know. Yeah, yeah. I just felt like he was controlling me with food, and he was really obsessed yeah. with feeding me. Yeah, that's and that's yeah. that's confusing. Yeah, and I, so when I heard from someone that was a feeder and they were t- explaining to me, there's what they are like. I actually don't want my partner to get bigger but i'm really turned on just by the idea of it mm. and by watching them eat and by feeding them it's there's it's really hot but i actually don't want to see their body get bigger so it's like different different levels of this mm. um particular fetish right you can have it's it's um and, you know it's a spectrum or on a continuum or whatever that is and um and i was so and they you know they had some shame tell me i was one of the first people that they were owning that to and i was like that is fucking Awesome. One that they're owning it. They also, though, they were so new. There's shame, so scary. They, I don't know if they would actually. They did tell their partner, but they didn't fully because there was shame. And maybe this is the person that you were with, Kristen. There was some shame around. Although it sounds like maybe he was trying to dodge it, and he was. I don't know. Super yeah. traumatic, traumatic history. You got to own it, human. You yeah. know. And what's weird? He was a friend of the family, which made it weird and everybody's like he's so perfect and i'm like yes and i tried to explain to my mom later um, that he was a feeder you would have thought <laughs> like i didn't explain the details i'm explaining now but my mom was just like uh you're like, weird Kristen. what's going on why don't yeah. you love that like just kind of like what yeah people are so confused yeah. and it's a really weird thing to go through um and, and try to explain like where you're at because most people don't have this experience but getting back to the like Nobody farted. It was Amy moving on the couch. They probably didn't even hear it, Kristen. I heard it. I heard it. It's a loud part of the couch. It really was the couch. It was the couch. Um, The question of from this person, yeah, yeah. yeah, I I want to get back to this. Like this, really, there are very niche things, and I don't think that there is a normal, not normal. I think there are um, the probability of you know people having this or wanting this more is probably less with you know pregnancy, but it's super hot and. the only thing is, are you are you chasing that experience? Yeah. Are you because ch- if you're ch- chasing that experience, you got to figure out a way to work with it. And I would say, you know, dovetailing on what you were just saying with the, f- the feeder thing is also 
being honest and transparent with people that it feels safe to to be you know not um you know of course there's if there's shame or if it doesn't feel like it's safe to out this to this person you know that they aren't a safe outlet maybe that's not somebody you should be intimate with first of all but also if there are things that you're doing that are trying to kind of reenact or um, go into this fetish space to be honest about it so that people don't go they're not led into a fetish space with you that is your fetish or your desire without them consenting to it because then it can feel like they're it's a non-consensual act, right? They're being led into something that they actually didn't sign up for. It can be really confusing for them. Maybe we're going to have some aha moments for listeners out there that were not aware that they had a, a feeding fetish. There's so many fetishes out there. Just go Life to so fetlife.com. It is just you like Facebook for, for kinky yeah. people. It, and it's uh, any just, just to see all the fetishes because they have a whole list of all the things that you're into. And there's so many things that I'm like, what? And also not judging and like mind just blown that there's mm-hmm. someone into something in, into everything, right? Everything you've ever heard of. Like there's someone that has a thing for it. It's and catalog it's, for yeah. your fetish. You it's limitless. It. Possibilities are limitless. You know, I think that um, same, I think my same final answer would apply that if you feel like you're not in a place to really do this in a consensual way, you need to be like taught a little more, whatever it is, yeah. like pay for it. Yeah. Yes. Pay for there you it. go. That's because what I want these, for Christmas yeah, this year. Another shout it. out to sex workers. Know, you have uh, these people that are professionals, and some people specialize in certain mm-hmm. things. You can find someone. I don't know. I mean, Cra- the Craigslist thing is is it's in done. It's, but there still so are sad. ways to find sex workers that might specialize in what it is that you're looking for, and then you can have the experience, and then you're supporting, you know, mm-hmm. a working person i know at least when you come to like um, dungeons and stuff it's definitely not a sexual like um you know piv penis and vagina experience however you could at least explore it maybe in like a a dungeon space where you can talk to a person who's dealing who who deals with a lot of like kinks and like like go down the road at least get taught don't be a douche don't be i should stop using that word darn it um don't don't be an enema bag yeah don't 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 be that person (laughs) like don't perpetuate the issues that we have in society like Go get, like, learn about who you are. Just like how we go to a therapist. Yeah. You know, go get your kink therapy on. Yeah. And there's online programs for that. There's in-person classes at places. There's all kinds of stuff. There's, yeah, it's reading books, exposing yourself to things, and, and again, owning it and being transparent in safe environments. Not every environment is safe. This is really the best time to have, I think, uh, as, as humans grow and change and evolve, the best time to have any sort of, um, in, it, there's an information flow that yeah. everyone can gain access to. Yep. And we're in a day and age where, again, with different websites, and you've access to everything that you possibly could. And obviously we only condone the, the most consensual stuff, and paying for those things are uh, a great way to access those. But the interweb. There interweb, yeah. The, the possibilities are limitless with the interwebs. It really Even though it really is. they'd be cracking down on a lot of those aspects of it. All right, last next question before we... Uh, hightail out of here to go all have a nice dinner together. <laughs> I have a romantic interest in someone who's been in my life for a long time. And she confessed to a rape experience early in her life. And I was horrified. I want to keep this person absolutely safe and I want her to rediscover her sexuality on her own terms, but she can't even talk about it because of discomfort and fear surrounding it. For now, my approach is very hands-off and focusing on the bond-building 
things. And if it ever comes up, I make it clear that anything that happens is on her terms. And when she's ready, I'm all ears about what those terms are. Do you have suggestions for her or for me about how to communicate around this huge and understandable barrier to seeing the beauty of her sexuality? I would be her first consenting partner since this trauma. History of depression and mental illness are on both sides. No medications. Um, and I'll just start with there's certain aspects of this that might be beyond our scope here. Um, so as we dive into this a little bit, I think it's something important to talk about. And um, someone who is a licensed therapist probably will have some other important additions to share. Um, I, and I also want to say that I actually really appreciate when I read this, the way that this person worded this. Um, the way that they were speaking to, especially where I'm at right now, I don't have um, um, any sort of non-consensual access to sexual violence in my history. I have a lot of compliant, shitty sex in the past. Not recently, but in the past. And um, I, so I'm really appreciating this from someone who's saying, you have the reins, you get to you know, call the shots, and I only want to support you and um, allow you to you know, be in your power and do what you need and to, um, essentially, I'm here when you're ready and it's all in your terms and I just, I only want to be here and support you. So I really appreciated that um, coming from someone who uh, identifies as, as a penis-owning man. Um, so I really liked that part. We've just talked about EMDR so many times before. Yes. That sounds kind of like a really good option for this person that suffered the trauma and they probably need to do some of that work yeah i mean he's not saying if they've what kind of work they've done it's more of how can i support them what can they do so yeah i think that'd be the first thing is for them to not just try to work on it on their own Well, that's what that's well and maybe there's some support system that this yeah the partner could get in um I mean, just like anything, uh, being a partner, even to someone that's sick, dying of cancer, you know, there's so many, uh, I don't know, huge difficulties that arise with, with folks that have suffered something that you're not going through, but you're, you're standing alongside of them. And that sort of rape trauma, I can't even imagine. And there's going to be a lot of triggers and there's going to be a lot of slow steps that are going to be needed to happen. And hopefully that their partner is is getting some sort of therapy or some sort of treatment some sort of support i mean my mom has a lot of uh sexual trauma from her childhood and she was very open about it and still is very open about it but she wasn't until her 60s that she went and did a lot of emdr work and she was going once a week for like six months she'd call me after she'd be just raw and cracked open because you go back into that you kind of paint the picture with uh, someone who can support you, but you go through the somatic healing. It's almost of the like experience. Inception, the dream. You're like reliving. But you're the not experience. doing it alone, right? You're with someone else that's there that is guiding you and supporting you. And it was able the experience that whole. It was very hard. It was not easy, but it allowed her to instead of burying this thing, which she didn't really ever bury it, but this it was this thing that brings up you know trauma response when I relive it or think about it. Now it's just part of her story that yeah. It's uh, not the most joyful, pleasant ex- part of her story, but she doesn't have a trauma response that goes with it because she was able to go back and heal it in a safe environment. So I think that that's an important piece there too. Is you know for the supporting partner, I think it's wonderful that you're supporting by being so supportive and saying the ball's in your court, and I'm only here to support, and I don't want to take anything from you, and I only want to empower you and uplift you. And there's probably some work for you to do on your own. We don't know if 
his partner is, but for you to do on your own so that the experience doesn't have control over you too as well. Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a very intense question. Yeah. I really love the way the the person wrote in about, like, the statements. I also appreciate hearing we're not on medication because medication adds a whole other layer of sexual response. Um, but in general, let's say we are assuming that they're under care, they've gotten some help with, um, you know, a therapist to how to work through it. If all these things are assumed and you wanted some, like, real, like, sex tips, um, there are, the things I would throw out there are, um, maybe uh, taking away all, all of his power. So, yeah. for instance, like uh, using like maybe tying him up to a chair and she's the one that's guiding the mm. penis inside of her or the way that she's interacting with the body where she has complete control, that might be a, a sex tip. Um, yeah. I think that in, in general, like positions where she doesn't feel trapped underneath, um, on top of, yeah. um, you know, really those kinds of things and also not being like surprised if she wants to reenact it because yeah. that's a lot of, you know, I'm dealing, um, very different, but I have a, you know, a foster child with me and I'm learning a lot about trauma informed parenting. Mm-hmm. I think it crosses over to trauma informed communication yeah. and in general, like there, are, there will be times with people who've gone through trauma where there's like a, a some form of reenactment. Um, and if you build the, um, the words you need to be like right now, maybe she wants to do that. Yeah. And what does that mean to you? You yeah. know, what does that look like? And these are all things, again, like assuming that there's therapy, assuming all these things are happening, you know, um, sex, sex, like sex in general can be a very healing experience and you can use sex to heal totally. and you can, and you can play with it. And we would all be extremely surprised by how many men and women and of all genders who have gone through sexual trauma that none of us admit to, so this this one's brave as she's talking about it. There's um, men who have gone through uh, rape and never talk about it. So um, it was one of the things that came up for me when, like, would I be okay with taking in a child who has been sexually abused? And it was a it was a hard conversation yeah. that I had with my partner. Like, would we be okay with that? And everybody in my life was like, but you have the information around sexuality. This you're is like the perfect. The, yeah, experience. you're the per- one of the people yeah. that should, yeah. or it has the more capability, more scope to be able to yeah. do that. Yeah, but it's scary to go there, and um, that's not my experience. I don't have a child that's gone through sexual trauma, but in general, like trauma informed communication can look like, um, wow, like you, like um, I'm sure you're feeling overwhelmed right now, or maybe like uh, that must be very, you know, hard for you. It might might feel very um, tired from thinking about this. Like, you know, maybe like that night when you think you're going to have sex and that person's feeling a little lethargic, like it, you know, like reinforcing their emotions through trauma informed communication is really helpful. And there is actually, if you look up trauma informed communication, there's usually a list of, I actually even have trouble with this, but um, a list of words to help you describe emotions. Mm, like I've seen that with sexological body workers because a lot of people with sensations and emotions, mm-hmm. because a lot of people have a really hard time with it. Mm-hmm. They have a super hard time with identifying with what their body what they're feeling in their body and what they're feeling emotionally too. It's it's like there is a kind of blank or they have three words that they usually go to and mm-hmm. it just doesn't there's so much more to it. There's like I don't even know the word, the list of words I have, something like 75 words. I literally, when I'm trying to speak to somebody who's uh, trauma triggered, I sometimes, or even in my personal life, um, like I usually only have like five words that I go to, which is really limiting. I mean, we have a beautiful language full of lots of words Mm -hmm. that reinforce our emotions. And I would probably like 
maybe that it, you know instead of a yes like do a yes no maybe list yeah. for sure what are people into that changes but like do that regularly print up a bunch of words that you might use during sex and also being okay with that there might be like some kind of like play to get you through the trauma that's also something we do as children uh, or help with children to get through the trauma is to play like re- like have re-enact. a play reenact yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or talk through it or do something through a play um and play is extremely helpful in, in getting through our traumas. And play is extremely helpful to have us connect with each other. And, like, although, like, this seems like, wow, we're really ending on a heavy note here, it also is, like, really can be very rewarding. Like, yeah. think about, like, all the benefits that come along and all the excitement that can come along with, like, working through trauma together. It's totally. really sexy. I would Super love to sexy. learn more about helping folks with trauma because yeah. I... Well, we all, most of us have gone through trauma, you know. Or you're going to encounter someone that will, whether it's a friend or family member or partner. Mm -hmm. And that is really important skill because it's not something that is going to fall by the wayside. It's something that we all, I I would want to have that as as a human. I want that skill because right now I don't, I I don't have a lot of ability to help folks. I can listen and I can, I can try to to show up energetically for them but i don't know i don't have the words and there's mm-hmm. no hierarchy of trauma right one person's trauma and their experience can be another person's easy day right so it's just different for everyone so if someone says you know, they have a trauma response or something's really hard or shaming or traumatic then that is they're entitled to that and i do agree that sexuality when it's done with respect uh, and safety can be a great outlet mm-hmm. to actually explore it and work with it and work through it. But everyone, of course, has to be on board. You know, I identify as someone who has daddy issues, and I love exploring daddy little girl dynamics. I don't want to have sex with my dad. I actually don't even think of it as like this familiar thing. Like you're my father. It's like it's a power play thing. And there's a, a component of it that does feel like I'm getting this part of me or this piece of me that was was never nourished in a in this new way that is mm-hmm. being nourished in sex in a way that i wouldn't actually want to happen in real life with like the person you know it, so it, it it serves its own time and place but it is a very nourishing thing be, and it's also done with people that i feel really safe with so um yeah I, I just i really really appreciated the way and this person had a whole bunch of other stuff that they wrote by the way that was just testimonials to listening to our podcast and how helpful it has been for yay, them personally you guys yeah. yay yeah. Well, yay Doing for the Amy. Lord's work. And yay also, for Kristen, also, too. Yay for human, like, hey, yay for cis men oh who God. want who to knew? support and honor. I'm impressed by yeah. cis, but I don't want to just say cis this men, but dudes are this person. person. Have been yeah. writing us. Yeah, Kristen's hey. like, wait, wait, wait. I was like, wait, that perspective is for changing. Like 15, 20 we years <laughs> <and this laughs> what happened. We actually write, a, yeah. we get a lot of written in yeah. questions from people in partnerships that tend to be in hetero partnerships and cis men in yeah. partnerships that write us about showing up for their partners in yes. different ways. And this one was an actual, it was a really special question and write mm-hmm. in. And um, I don't know. Thank yeah. you for people uh, writing in. One more thing. I just thought of this. Um, aftercare, like let's take uh, oh, yeah. some work around like what has happened in the kink community around, you know, consensual um, play and how important aftercare is. I mean, people are doing very thi- um, risky is a, a weird word, but like people are doing things all the time in kink where there's a requirement of aftercare. Yeah. And I think that when we're dealing with trauma, aftercare is very important. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know, just like be prepared. There might be a meltdown. There might be like a lot of excitement. And then afterwards, the next day, maybe a shutdown. Like 
be prepared. Like, what is a person like? Do they like like super cozy? Yeah. You know, whatever. Maybe like buy a little cozy snuggie, or I don't even know what. Whatever the person's into. Yeah. Hot and tea and a bath. Like, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Warm like, cookies. Who yeah, knows? Give them, <laughs> yeah. Ask yeah. them what they like, want. Give them back feeder. To, back feeder. Hey, Kristen's in the bathtub. Is cookies baking? Damn it. I don't even like cookies. Yeah, bagels. No, I like bagels I like that, and I just, all the way. I just thought of you know, for, for myself for all of the you know I'm, I have my quarter masochist for all of the pain that I like to receive consensually. I also want the nourishment to to follow. It's not just like all right, here's a big slap in the ass and goodbye. It's also like a slap in the ass, and then can you also like hold it and, and have a vulva hug? All, all of the yeah. things, and I'm not, and that's not even speaking from a place of. Um, having non-consensual acts of of sexual violence. So, yeah, um, there the world is your oyster in terms of the way that you can explore um, this at maybe sexually, but also just support and show up. And um, we'll we'll end it at that with just you're a fucking awesome human for writing th- us this question and for being so supportive and p- letting someone else have the reins. And here's what I want to say: they're not fucking making it about them. I love that's beautiful. Yeah. that it's is really when beautiful. someone is not making someone else's challenging time a threat to their sexuality, especially a penis owner who's not like, oh, maybe it means that you don't want to fuck me or I'm not enough. Instead, they're just like, all right, I'm going to honor you. This is hard. And how can I show up for that? And it's like, fuck yes, we need more of that. And this isn't just penis owners that do that. Like I know plenty of vulva owners and all kinds of in-betweens that um, take stuff very personally when it has nothing to do with them. The penis owners. <laughs> a lot of times, yeah. um, and also, like, I'm pretty sure all three of us would fuck you just for this. <laughs> right? <laughs> so wait. Like, yeah. You energetic fucking right now. Yeah. So our address Ooh. is five 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 street, and we'll be there. And we have a puppy, and just be careful because puppy is currently passed out for this whole podcast. I just want to put out that I think Kristen, whenever we see you, we'll be in Germany again in October. Oh, let's do I think it. We, back we in should Germany. do more of this. Yeah. yeah. And perhaps listeners out there, if you have questions for Kristen when she comes on our show, yeah, yeah. I specialize in lesbian non-lesbian questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You do, you yeah. 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 and you just you just that. are really she like you've been a sex educator for years. Yeah. And you're a powerhouse mm. boss queen. I'm so fortunate to, to know it. and love you. You specialize in all the questions, too, just You really do. You have just, such great yeah. insight. You I'm cover just all like it. your friend's friend. Like, take me out for some wine. We'll have some talks. And, you know. We'll like, energetically yeah. stroke you all night now after Ooh. this. Or wait. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> big black cock. <laughs> or a little oh, black dress. Dress. It's not even mine. I don't even own that big black dick. And you're good. I lost my dick. All right, everyone. Well, <laughs> I thank all of you for tuning in. And we covered a lot today. Yeah. A lot. Yep. We covered fisting, anal, yeah, I mean, no anal bleaching, but just anal penetration. Yeah, just so uh, pregnancy fetish. Pregnancy fetish. We also Ooh, have... Lesbian, um, not lesbian. Lesbian, not lesbian. We, How do I explore my first lesbian venture? Awesome. Yeah. Supporting someone who has sexual trauma. I love it. And all the in-betweens. The I feel Lord's, good. The goddess work. I should the goddess, saying the Lord's the work. Goddess the goddess work. work. <laughs> uh, well, listeners, thank you for tuning in to Shameless Sex every Tuesday. We'll see you next Tuesday. Hey, do us a favor. Five stars. We love your five stars. Give us a testimonial. 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 We'll moan it out. We'll give the O of the O of the testimony. And we'll probably or possibly read it on air, especially if it's filled with love and and energetic stroking. Yeah, and some sluttiness. All right, y'all. Love you all. Ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.